Hello and welcome to episode number 211 of the Nerd Podcast, uh, continuation from last week's episode. There may or may not be an ep- a new episode, hopefully uh, coming out this weekend. We are a day late on this one, but this is our discussion of basically the entirety, the entirety, wow, of the latest season of The Expanse, season five of The Expanse, and also some discussion of uh, whether or not we think we're going to watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League and a bunch of other random stuff. So back to, you know, the really nerdy stuff in this episode. Hopefully uh, there will be uh, our latest update for WandaVision and a handful of other other things that are coming up in March uh, going up this weekend. If not, it will be next weekend, but it should be going up this weekend. Uh, in any event, uh, as always, if you enjoy this episode, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell their friends, let us know what you think, uh, reach out to us, uh, at NerdProCo on Twitter, we are not tweeting as much as we used to, that may or may not, uh, pick up a little bit more as the, the spring comes on and some new projects start to, uh, surface, uh, and some... We're not as much doing live tweeting anymore, mostly because a lot of the stuff that's coming out is streaming and not live television uh, that we've been checking out, so there hasn't been as much live tweeting, but that doesn't mean that stuff and updates doesn't go up on at Nerdforco on Twitter, and uh, yeah, the, some of the new projects that are coming up are definitely going to be on Twitter and also on my personal uh, Instagram, which is uh, at Martin Jamie C on Instagram, if you happen to want to check that out. There's a lot of art going up there. There's probably going to be some uh, pre-production on the comic book stuff going up in the next handful of months. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Episode number 211 of the NerdPoco podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. So um, where do we want? Where do we even want to start with this? Because we're the, the last I mean, episode about. The Expanse, like the beginning of The Expanse. Yeah. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk to you, um, I think that Wednesday night, you say, we need to talk. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think you it clicked for you when I sent that text, but it was because I had a lot of feelings about Cass Anwar. Yes. And what they did with this character. Yeah, and, and the fact that they did it in that episode and didn't wait till season six. Because yeah. it was implied that they were going to wait till season six. I'm like, I mean, I don't know the details about what he did, but he was a piece of shit from what I've understood. He was ex- accused of multiple, uh, there were multiple accounts of people accusing him of sexual harassment and, and <sighs> yeah, um, and it, and Jamie could tell you, I heart me my Alex Kamal. He is sure. my favorite character on that show. Well, I mean, I love everyone. I mean, Amos. Yeah. He and Amos are like one and one A, uh, or one and one B. I don't. I just love those two characters, and I loved his portrayal. I, I just love the fact that he was just, you know, so positive. Yes, he's a piece of shit. The character is a piece of yes. shit. Of a which I think is a, which is a, which is a, I think is kind of interesting and also not just a piece of shit as a father. <laughs> you kind of get that that like he he's positive, but I think it, when we see that actually we've see, saw that actually more of that in this season 
when they really kind of deal with how kind of shitty he is as he is as a father is that he's really kind of fundamentally kind of selfish. Well, this is what I loved about this season. Sure. The probing of the different characters, mm-hmm. the lot the character development. I mean, there's no I mean, yes, there's like major things that is going around, but each character had their own struggles that they need to atone for and deal with. And Alex has been, I guess his flaws has been hidden by disaster after the, sure. trying to do some crazy ass maneuver to avoid getting, you know, he's, seen. he's never, he, I don't, and I don't remember him really ever having to come to terms with its own selfishness until this season. Um, I mean, the other character who really had to deal with that is Naomi. <laughs> like, uh, and her arc in this season has just been devastating. Because yes. <laughs> you, you, at many points, like, you both sympathize, sympathize with her and also, like, man, you did a really shitty thing to your kid. No, I, I did. I mean, yes, as a mother, you're. I would understand, or a parent, you'd feel heartbroken having to abandon your kids. But I mean, look at her situation. I mean, if if anything, we've seen reports of like women staying in unhealthy relationships because of the children. Sure, you know, and I'm not saying it was easy. No, this whole point of this season is not to um, make her, you know, absolve her. It's just to understand how is it that she's able to leave by allowing us to see who her Marcos is. Who Marcos is. And how terrifying he is. Even his own son was seeing him for who he was until the very end when the mom had to escape. So so here's the interesting thing. What complicates that? Uh, Yes, like Naomi is right about Marcos. But when he... It's both him being when he uh, tells her son, whose name I'm drawing a blank on right now, Philip, that like when she jumped out of the airlock, she wasn't trying to kill herself. She was trying to escape. And it's just like she's now left both of us twice. He is clearly manipulating Philip, but he's not wrong in that situation. He's not necessarily lying to Philip because that is what she's doing in that yeah, but scene. He puts her in an impossible impo- He does. He does. You know, and and it's incumbent on Philip to realize that I'm sorry, butchering millions of people yes. for your own political game is not a smart solution either. Yes, we get it. You know. Earth and Mars have been very abusive towards the Belters, but two wrongs don't make a right. You yeah. Know? And yes, it's your way of like sticking it to the powers that be. But at the end of the day, she was trying to help Philip or save him from the guilt that she feels because she believes her son is ultimately not like his dad. It's that not he's Marco. A good person, yeah, yeah. That it will dawn on him that oh my gosh, what did I do? in the name of this man and he will re- come to regret that so she's doing her best and she's not willing to s- sacrifice one family for the other she's trying to have both philip is not going to get killed 
I mean, that's one. I mean, in season sure. five, he was not. His life was not in jeopardy. What she what she did know was her other family's life was in jeopardy, and she's doing her best. Even it's not abandoning her, uh, Philip. I mean, it is a kind of a suicide. Yeah, she did not intend to get out of this. You yeah, know, she just tried to do her best to stop this ship from killing her friends, and she was willing to sacrifice herself. And yeah, at the end, that was her acknowledgement that hey, I'm gonna. Do this weird sign. Hopefully, Alex will understand this and to get the fuck out of there. But he so, was willing to kill her. So that was both. So in the in show, uh, in universe is a weird way of phrasing this, but like of the show, I was just like, God damn, I love that we're again seeing how fucking brilliant Naomi <laughs> is. I mean, that was dope. And and but 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 but. The ship is is closed off to her and just letting her use her ingenuity to get around everything. Oh, but my but gosh, also just from yes. just a writing, uh, not just showcasing the character, but the way that's what I was like. That's some fantastic writing is, and also like knowing a like doing the research or the work on figuring out like what what that would you would need to entail like the fact that like she's constantly like she set the the going to scrape open the i i, I can't i can't explain i don't quite understand exactly what she was doing she's just not on her level dude uh it has something to do with at first i thought it was just that she was trying to get water um no it was trying to uh either delay the the message, the signal yes. to the Rosinante, or to change it in a way. She to was give them so. Pause what I think she was trying to do was find on. out is is going out to where wherever it was transmitting to figure out a way to uh, influence the signal. That's what I got from. But but just and or raise doubt about that. Sure, because the signal the the message was. I don't have control of this ship. But if you don't have control of this ship, how is this message able to be altered in any way? So I was it was just the attempt to get Alex or, you know, a so, so, to slow down. So there's a couple of things in there. Number one, the fact that like the part of the ship that she had to go into didn't have air. So at first I thought she was just going out to that point to try and restore like life support to a different part of the, the the ship, but also I think she was just trying. There was some like wiring or something to help her break up the single that was in that part of the ship. All of this is to say, as far as like that, it had to do with uh, since she didn't have oxygen levels in her suit, the fact that they actually thought about okay, the thing you have to worry about when you don't actually have ex- oxygen coming in is being in an environment that is strictly CO2 because breathing in CO2 is CO2 on its own is actually toxic <laughs> if you just are constantly breathing breathing it in. So it's like the monitor of like her constantly figuring it out. And also the way she breaks up the signal so that it's the pause is yeah. I am in control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just even – her leaping out of the airlock, her bringing the thing that she knows is gonna. I mean, it's 
it's a Hail Mary. Yeah. Because, I mean, as you, you mentioned that, you know, she abandoned him. No. She was really going... This was a death sentence for her. You sure. Know, there was no guarantee that she was going to survive the vacuum of space. Sure. I mean, th- this was just a Hail Mary. And the fact that she did, what... Without the resources on that ship, there was... I mean, she was just like throwing shit up there in the hopes that she yeah. could just like stop something. Hence where I think that she was not looking to further her life or to, just to like find a way just to like pause the situation. It was... She was literally making her peace yeah. and willing to give her life for and, her and, and, and her that And that scene where she, she leaps out again and just... It's close enough that it might see her, so she just gets out and just starts waving. Death. Yeah, I was like wondering, what the fuck is she doing? I mean, it is a Razorback, and the Razorback is like some sort of like speed ship sure. that is not built for like great docking procedures. So, I mean, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And then when I saw her in Kamal's viewfinder, oh, she's just doing hand signals in just in an effort just to get him to see danger, danger, yeah. danger to get the fuck out. I was like. I was, I love Amos for his strength, but I'm sorry. She is the ballsiest character yeah. I've seen on that show. Yeah. Uh, damn. I've had so much respect for her and just like her ingenuity in terms of like, hey, you don't have to have brute violence like Amos. And, and, uh, but that, and that, just that scene before we learned that, you know, Alex is dead uh it's just so the pacing of that is just because you're focused it's just on, awful all on her yeah like my i'm like i know this is a show she, they're not gonna kill off naomi but i sure. was literally on the edge of my couch yes like my heart was palpitating that's What's the thing going on? and then switch <laughs> what the fuck is going on with alex and then automatically you because i did not see that one coming at all you know, I didn't see it die. coming, him dying, although it's interesting because people have been of mixed feelings about this, about like the way they did that. Uh, they've been kind of upset. People have alluded to the fact that it seemed like a little bit of a cop-out, but they everyone who has said that was just like, yeah, it kind of seemed like a cop-out, like them just trying to like a graceful short quick way to do it without prolonging it or anything like that and they uh and they also say eh, it's like they were saying it's a little bit of a cop-out but it's like but to be fair the whole doing like consecutive perpetual high-speed burns it's been established in the show and they you see it whenever they do it that that's actually super stressful on their body and they take like whatever this thing that they invented for the show to help them with that so that the gravity and everything doesn't do what it does to Alex so it's been established in the show in previous seasons that that's a thing that could potentially happen to anyone the fact that it you know quote unquote conveniently happens to Alex because of the situation and, and I was like I was thinking when you first mentioned that they're they were gonna can him on the show, I was like, "How the fuck are they gonna do this?" You know, I was thinking, like, what's the most epic way you do as it, as, it, as it as it turns as it ship blow him up, 
but then you need <laughs> these two people to get on a ship because there there's very little oxygen in a- their as it, as it turned and it, what's interesting is like oh you want to give him a heroic end i think it's interesting given what he's been accused of that they went we're not going to give him a he- heroic end we're going to he's going to die of something that is relatively ordinary that has been an established dang- like the it's like the universe of the show gave them an easy peasy sort of graceful isn't the right word but like a very it gave them an out where they didn't have to come up with some big ending for him like literally the universe they created had a concept in it there was a way they could have him die and write off, write him off the show. That was actually really easy to do. <laughs> no CG, no yeah. explosions, um, and I mean, it was heroic. At least the the goodbye, because yes. the character. I mean, not the actor, but the character was an integral part of this family. And and, and they they create a plaque for him. They didn't create an image. Or a statue. It's just the name of the character. And and also and the the writers have said as such, the creators of the show have said that the note that Naomi makes that she wrote to Holden, the message that uh she makes him play out loud, that message isn't they play that not because for those two characters, that message is actually for Alex. In that moment, yeah. uh, which I thought was interesting, and there was the rumor we were talking about uh, that maybe he had been in that scene where they're all sitting in that, and that it, he'd been rotoscoped out. I we we watched it again. It, yeah, he wasn't rotoscoped out. I don't think. I mean, they definitely had to reshoot it because I think that chair was for him. So yeah, I think they just have the cast re retouch up that scene. Just sure. To, uh, minimize that scene is so. I mean, before, of course, because they're going to set up something for the next season, you know, with uh, the proto, the little micro proto molecule asteroids that is uh, Marco's new weapon that isn't asteroids. Uh, Wait, he doesn't have a new weapon anymore. The little, the micro things. Those aren't him. You sure those aren't him? Those aren't him. Those are the beings that he implies. He implies that. Marco implies that those are that he's responsible for those. In the end, there's that speech he makes at the end where it's just like that. The micro explosions that happen on the Martian ship. Yeah. No, that's not him. That is all the aliens that Holden has been alluding to since the very beginning. The uh, the alien beings that wiped out the builders. So Marco implies that that and in the, it's implied in that ended speech that Marco makes that it seems like he's implying that he's responsible for he that. He had no control over that. I mean, what you saw. I mean, whether he's literally literally beyond, responsible of that was beyond that. What, then what is he talking about? Then is he just talking about the asteroids he threw before? Yeah. I think okay, because so. that the way that scene plays out, it's if he's not responsible for those, it the way I read that scene is that if he's not responsible for it, he's taking credit for it. But credit because remember they they the stole ship. the proto molecule. Yeah, we don't know I what know, happened to they, it. He gave it to the Martians in exchange for the ships. That was a payment. 
He gets okay. them the proto molecule. He they give him the ships to wage war against okay. Earth. Um. So what happened in the in the gate? I don't even think he knows. Okay. That is just something that we the viewers are aware of. I wasn't even too sure if they were being destroyed, but if this is just independent of the belter of Okay, the okay, okay. Because I thought it was just some new thing that Marco had This is because because of the way though the way those scenes are sequenced together. Remember uh the belt don't believe any any perceived threat i mean it was alluded to by johnson you know there's been no evidence of alien beings so you're speculating well, i felt bad that fred got shot i'm surprised he was alive this long i am too but i still felt a little bad yeah. yeah um oh and the other part that that uh so and kamina that's another thing that i felt in drummer yeah, the God, the, I love her so much. Happened, we we both do. So um, this season was all about consequences. So she had to sack. So in to make sure that Kamina is in good standing with Marco. Yeah, there's a uh, um, a crew exchange. Yeah, you know, Kamina takes in his like number one lieutenant who oh. hates her and, and she who, gives who, him one who of her used to be friends with Naomi who yes. used to be tight with Naomi which is like a yeah and then she gave him a crewmate that she respected and the fact that she did she wanted to make a stand for something yeah you know she lost her friend Ashford you know and she did nothing she was not going to let um either Naomi or Naomi's loved ones died. So she crossed him. And as you, as a consequence of her action, that fr- that colleague that she gave away to Marcos killed her. And that that's that's kind of fractured her current crew. So that was yeah. a tough. That was a So tough, the, a couple uh, of things like uh yeah, I love her arc. I love the so I will say that in previous seasons, you get really attached to the Rocinante crew. Uh, I got pretty attached, even though I like you don't know as much about the rest of Drummer's crew. Uh, I think it's a credit to the show that when they space that member of her crew, when Marco spaces that number of her crew, is like I know nothing about him, but I feel his loss because of the way that the like that. In that ship. That ship is, and it's credit to the actors in that scene. What's how do you call their relationship again? They're polyamorous. Or polyamorous, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it's a credit to the actors and the directing in that scene. That I don't know much about that character, but I felt him. <laughs> like they had great moments, you know. Yeah. The, the, despite those moments being fleeting, you know, just like. I got attached to that little crew. Yeah. Like, even though I know virtually nothing about those characters, those belters, like... But they do give them some moments. Yeah. To flesh out the connection. Um, and you get to see that directly with her relationship with her second in command. I forgot what her character's name is. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, that's... This is why this show is just so amazing. You know, I and I guess it is based on the books because the books do. Sure, apparently dedicate, they deviate, they deviate, yeah. they deviated a bunch in a bunch of places from the books. But uh, actually, in this season, 
reflects what exactly happened in terms of how the books took chapters. Sure. Prior to this, I think whatever number of the book, they were. It was always Holden specific. Yes. From what I've heard, so there's there was a book that was meant to flesh out each individual character on the Rosinante. So I mean, I'm I'm glad that the authors of and I think there are two authors did a great job. And yeah, it's two it. authors that are they they are they write under a single name, but it's actually two different people. Um, it's James R. M. Corey, I think, is the name of the author on the books. It's actually two different people, but they write under that they wrote under that pseudonym. Um, so I also think the the undercurrent of this whole season is about uh, the family you're related to versus the family you choose. Uh, and that's like an underlying theme. Too. You see that with all the characters, Naomi, Philip. You see it with Amos when he goes back to see his brother. You learn more about his... Not really his brother, though. You don't learn a lot about his brother, but... but, but I, th- I think he... Uh, Eric was just someone who... Amos or Timothy was called on to kill and he decided not to and turn on I the could have swore he referred to, to I mean whether I mean, literally yes but they're not literally family. that's what I think is like literally I don't I don't know literally whether they're brothers but they are they treat each other and they call each other brother um but also the fact that uh now uh as far as like chosen families like I think you ha- uh you know they're essentially replacing Kaz with. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm not too crazy about that character. I, I hope that we'll see what happens happen. with her. Yeah, um, but I, that's kind of like the whole theme. I mean, yes. I mean, the whole point of bringing disparate souls, yeah, together, which is hopefully the theme of season six. Yeah, where we have, as you know. Um, the Secretary General of Australia mentioned that it's a matter of understanding that you're not a belter, you're not a Martian, you're not a... I, you are all under one human... I, so you have to come together. So when I talk about like chosen family, even Drummer's crew, that's a chosen family. Like they've... Like her, like now they've chosen to defy Marco, but like that's a... That ship in and of itself, aside from being belters, they are their own family. Uh, yeah, I just, I told you, like, last time we recorded, we weren't actually on mic, but that just that, like, she just points to the crew of the Rocinante and says, like, this, this is how we win. Uh, and so to get kind of, de- like, that was really, especially where I think I was, when I watched that episode and everything we've been talking about previously, I think like putting the show aside specifically, I just like that. That is everything for me as far as like how, how humanity outside of sci outside the sci-fi of that show, just in general. I mean, that's what, I mean, you turn to science fiction to aspire for something to something greater. You yeah, know, Star Trek was the one that pioneered all of that, you know, yeah. in, you know, in a challenge or an answer to the Cold War. Uh, th- we are splintered. And now more than ever, 
since January, the idea is that we need to choose to become a family. And that's why I love this, you know, this show. And most importantly, this season, which harps on that issue, that point that, you know, we can be a family as we, if we choose to allow that to happen. Yeah. Gosh, I get really verklempt. I, I, yeah, I do too. It's, it is. So for a while, the sci-fi show that was, it was, Battlestar, I think this is... This is way better than Battlestar. Yeah. Battlestar was great, but there were like a lot of episodes that were just yes. like very weak. I Because of the nature of the series where it's only what, eight to ten episodes. Sure. Each, you know, there's not a lot of filler or waste. You know, yeah. Every episode is is important and and that is and that became even more so in the in this particular season yeah. uh and just so there's just like like i said little moments uh like when that guy gets space like credit to the other direct to the directors and the other actors on the ship uh they rea- you feel that by the reaction that they have to that um uh johnson too Johnson dying was also, I mean, not to the same level, but as characters, we saw a man who chose a new family. He abandoned yes. Earth, and he chose new family in terms of the Belters, yeah. and did everything possible to raise them up yeah. in what he perceived as the right way. And yeah, His death, his murder, was also very important. Yeah. Uh, also, as far as like li- just little moments, just because Amos is maybe foreign i mean i love naomi i love drummer uh i love uh i always remember the actor's name but not the character's name frankie frankie adams um bobby draper Draper. uh i love her uh amos is just and there's something about maybe it's it's just uh west chatham there's just little character moments like little things and that are just like when it comes to sci-fi I, I especially when it comes to star trek there's always like those weird alien characters that sure i've always latched on to warf data yeah um it in a tv show that's that does not have that many alien weird vulcans he yeah. is the weird alien being a sociopath that you come to love you know, but, at least but, but, a sociopath who understands the limitations, and but he's not—he's not a sociopath because a sociopath wouldn't recognize his own, uh, like sociopaths are the reason why they're sociopaths is they're incapable of being aware of their of what their you know their violent negative narcissistic narcissistic qualities. Uh, when I and I'm talking about small moments specifically, it's when he's watching the the arrival and he keeps looking and you see the Arasanante is like docking, blah blah blah, and you just see like he knows he like that whole line from the previous episode. It's just like you just killed that guy. And he goes, "Yeah, I need to get back to my crew." <laughs> like, and what he there's that like when he's getting up back on the there's just these like, little expressions. Uh, and that great interaction he has with Holden, uh, right before he goes, 
meet our new member of the crew, <laughs> which was hilarious. I started like cracking up. Is wait, no. Clarissa could be the pilot. It just dawned on me. She does have yeah piloting. Experience, yes. So I think she's going to be the one replacing Alex Kamal as the pilot of the Rock. Yeah, Rock. Peaches. Peaches is replacing Alex. Um, I just thought that she was just going to be in addition to whoever is going to be the new pilot. And then it dawned on me that when she started her murderous rampage against Holden, she held her own piloting some of the ships, sure. you know, to like plot those bombs. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, one broken soul to yeah. be part of this family. Yeah. But, but just, just, uh, Amos having that interaction with Holden where he's just like, like that you would put me down it was just like did you mean that i was like yeah but that was that situation it was just like no it was like good and then i thought it was like gonna be like him like it, that might need to happen for me but instead he goes and meet our the new psycho is gonna be part of our crew <laughs> like yeah uh i think it's mostly gonna be an issue for naomi because yeah i mean yes holden was her target but no, Naomi got her ass kicked yeah. by, by Clarissa, especially when she boarded the Rosinante and took over that, like, exoskeleton and sure. tried to choke her out. So, I mean, fuck, I just realized Naomi gets her ass kicked yeah. throughout this show. Yeah. Like, I mean, as beautiful as she is, they go out of their way just to fuck her up. With this, you know, with the radiation that she suffered from, yeah. exp- from being exposed to zero G to just like getting her ass kicked, you know, by Clarissa. She's gotten that that gorgeous face just fucked up throughout this, <laughs> the, the series, throughout this entire series. Uh, but yeah, that's what I love about this show. I mean, they're willing to like, you know, kill people off for the right reason, yeah. you know, which is a good thing. Uh, we can't have that happen in workplaces. Um, and they are, you know, as we've all mentioned, you know, this is a progressive TV show. This is a progressive, yeah, uh, series of novels because you know, I mean, they're all trying to do the right thing, you know, in terms. Of, I, like, I think that's the other. Re- I think that's the other reason why they killed him off the way they did is they didn't want to prolong that. It's just like if that's to your points, like if this is what we're trying to represent, we just we need that resolved we can't put that off we can't try and figure out a way to make that graceful and thankfully and amazingly like i said the universe of the show gave them a real easy way to do that (laughs) i don't even think they would have thought that that would have been a a way to kill him off because it had probably never occurred to them that that would they would need to do that but i think it's just like oh we've actually established a thing on the show that someone could die very easily of. And suddenly. Yeah, and suddenly of. And it's been he's been continually doing it throughout this season. <laughs> like it's like, oh great. We we inadvertently gave ourselves an easy way to eliminate this person from from our staff. Um So I mean, I just hope that this Season six is not the end of it. I would definitely want more. It is. So I think we discussed this before. It is not the end. It is the end of the expanse as it exists now. The uh, according to the writers. I don't mind a feature length movie. Though. 
Well, no, no, no. According to the writers, it, it they are not leaving this universe. They might be leaving these the Rasanante crew. Uh, I'm too attached. Yeah, or 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 this particularly, this particular uh, time period for the Rasanante. Like basically, they said that they they have more stories. It just might not be this central characters. It might be side stories with individual members of the crew. I, they haven't said anything about that. But they said, that, yeah, it, 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 the Expanse, the show, is going to end. That doesn't mean that the Expanse, the universe that they've created, there aren't more stories that they're going to tell in the books that might also become television shows. So We'll see what happens. Uh, and then, uh, I guess we'll finish off with uh, talking about the a couple of preview. Well, number one... Uh, Two things that are coming out in March that I'm super excited about. Uh, um, Welcome to the number America is coming out on the third on Amazon. I'm there's I I feel like it's it might be disappointing, but there's just way too many funny people. I mean, in that. I mean, like, I mean, I was surprised by my name is Dolomite, you know, and that was a great. It's such a, it's, I am just really, the reason why I'm looking for, even though it's like a, you know, a sequel to a movie that came out like 30 years ago, uh, it's all the original cast have come back plus more people. Uh, it is more than anything in my brain. It is Eddie Murphy going back to comedy which my name is Dolomite was a certain, he's like, he's going back to a certain type of comedy movie that like he hadn't done in like 15, 20 years. Like, so I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm super, as we know, looking forward to, uh, Invincible. That's, I believe on the 13th. That's I'm like two weeks. I'm about that. And hopefully this show will get me interested in starting to pick up books about Invincible. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is another Amazon property that I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, uh, and we just alluded to the whole Justice League. The Snyder Cut. Um, I don't... Why are there hardcore Snyder stands out there? I don't... I, don't. Uh, I mean, I get it, you're curious. But what about his background has given you this assumption that it's going to be quality? He does not good, do good movies. He does spectacle, but so, so does Michael I, Bay. I, I, yeah, I think there are people who are super... There is a subset of people who really... And I was a defender of Man of Steel, but that being said... Um, I like Man of Steel. Yeah. There, is a, there are defenders. Know, there are defenders of Zack Snyder as a director... Uh, that I was until, uh, until Watchmen, honestly. Uh, and there are people who defend Watchmen like them. And they're, they're just people who are stands for him as a director that I don't quite understand. But I think, no, I think this is me speculating. They are the people, they are fans of DC stuff that are the same type of fans that Zack Snyder is. 
is they I'm not saying that they're not big fans of the source material. What I am saying is that the things that they are the fans of are the wrong things and they're not the things that make good movies and they're not the things that actually make those characters great or compelling. They're attached to something. They're attached to the spectacle of it. Um, Yeah. Hands down. He's a pro at that. Um, But I mean, listen, it's not, I mean, like you said, I also am curious. Yeah. You know, um, but this is a fucking four-hour-long movie. Yeah. My guess is this: these are pieces of two movies merged together. Sure. To create this, because and it looks like they re- they definitely redid they make. redid effects because uh, what's his name looks completely different now. Superman. No, uh, the main. Superboard? No, the the villain. Oh. Um, who I'm drawing a blank Steppenwolf? on. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. They completely redid Steppenwolf. I mean that it's. I'm not saying it's an improvement. I'm just saying that they redid the effects. Yeah. Um, but I mean it's Warner Brothers. They're. I mean they don't have the best, you know, CG effects studio. Yeah. I don't know why they don't hire the people who did King Kong and Godzilla because I just rewatched. Yeah. Uh, Kong of Skull Island and their the effects are just amazing. Yeah. I just don't know why they don't include those people. And, and look, the, the the people who are fans of Snyder, the, what they've latched onto with the DC uh, characters is something that we've discussed in other movies where it's just like, oh, it's all about superheroes doing grand things and it's about the big action sequences. And I was just like, sure. Uh. And look, I love me some good action sequences, but like, especially when they're in schoolgirl outfits. I have, I have, I have done a, comp- I've <laughs> actually, punch. I've actually done a complete one eighty on that film. Uh, for a while, I was a defender of that film. Uh, not for the reasons that you would think. Um, I thought it was dirty old man. It wasn't for those reasons. Uh, it was, I was actually like a defender of like the actual narrative of that film, uh, and the way, the way the story is told. I've actually, uh, I've actually done a 180 on that and just been, and completely changed my, I can't to be honest. I watched it for the eye candy in theaters. Sure. And I realized, wow, it's a bad movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I defended that movie for a while, uh, and then then I just like, I just stopped. Not not because I I, mean, I was self conscious about it. I just stopped because I was just like, there are certain movies that when you, I watched it enough times that I realized it was bad. I feel that <laughs> my my issue when I saw this is the fact that Zack Snyder is going to double down on his just philosophy of more is more yes and i that's not what makes a great movie you know sure it's it's or that you can you can but but that you can make up with bad storytelling uh a lot of bad acting uh and bad writing with more action sequences which look you and me are definitely 
are defenders of if it has great action sequences, it can it can make up for those I things. I know, but it's a, for a specific film, you know. Sure. Not, I mean, if it's like a kaiju film, if it's a giant robot film, yeah, I get what it is. You know, those are movies that we know is not meant to be great. But but also, but, but, I feel but, that but, but with also, some of these characters, you want them to be treated well. Simply because we have not seen that. In but but also but also there there has to be a level when it comes to movies where like the action sequences will overcome like the stupider elements or the the elements that aren't done well. There has to be an element of enjoyment or like fun in what's going on, and perfect examples of that. A, a perfect example of that is Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is not a good movie. I know. But you have The Rock. You and Idris Elba. No sense. You you well, you have parts of that movie that are just thoroughly enjoyable. Uh you have three stars. I mean, however you might feel about Jason Statham is definitely a a far third to the other two people. Uh, but it's even in, so much like even in God awful movies, it's fun to watch the rock. I love rampage. I loved rampage for that movie. It was all right. Yeah. Rampage is, is, is stupid, but look, it's a movie based on a video game where giant monsters smash buildings. I love that game, but you put, you make the rock the star of that and you try and convince me that he's a primatologist. It's just like, that's, that's not going to work. You're not going to sell me on that. But the fact that, and it's, it's, it, there are parts of that movie where you're watching the rock on screen and you just, one of the reasons why I think he's so much fun to watch is I think there's a certain element that even he's aware. I, there's definitely acknowledgements in that film was like, look, I know you don't believe me as a primatologist. We're not going to lean into this too hard. I just want to see my muscles shoot giant monsters, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. You know. And they make jokes about the fact that he's so big. It was like, you're a primatologist. Like, they, they at least acknowledge the ridiculousness of trying to sell you on that. But we're not. But that's not on the same scale. I mean, the issue with, like, since Zack Snyder well, took well, the reins, Godzilla the in DC my mind, movies. Godzilla King of the Monsters is on that scale, and the big problem with with Godzilla King of the Monsters, as we discussed, is stop trying to make us care about the humans. That's not why we're here. Um, in a DC movie, yes, we want to see those action sequences, but we want to enjoy these characters. Well, that's the problem, and he the only did character about. The only nothing with the, those the, the only two characters we enjoy in that movie are are the Flash and Momoa and Jason Momoa and I don't call him Aquaman because he's not Aquaman he's um, he's Jason Momoa in an Aquaman costume the, like it, I mean the that's the whole point I mean one it's the story sucks two I mean as a fan of DC Comics or as a fan of all comic books. He abused yeah. those characters. Yes. There are some things you don't do with a character. He, I mean, I that's get- what I mean. He he is a fan he claims to be a huge fan. It's like, no, what you're a fan of is the the 
the grandness of the scale and the action. That's what you're saying when you say you're a huge fan of the comic books, of the characters. But you're not really a fan of the characters because you clearly don't understand yeah, what makes any of those yeah. characters work. And he's not able to like bring that onto the screen. So we I saw, mean and, like, and and primarily Superman. Like he kind of just the world of Superman. I yeah. do not like Jonathan Kent at all. Yeah. You know, that is not who Jonathan Kent is. Nope. The 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 heart in addition to his wife that got Clark Kent to want to be a hero. To do the right things. Yeah. You saw a Superman who is who did not know what really right from wrong is. Yeah. And in any Superman property, you know for a fact Superman makes the right decision. That is a given. The same way Spider-Man will always get shit on by life. Yeah. Superman will always do the right thing. Yeah. Batman will brood and shit like that. You know, yeah. but he lost or he did not fully grasp the world of Superman. And the world of you know uh, of these DC characters, and that's why well. Well, I, just I come back to the the the, the the like the Justice League. So n- even before Justice League, what sums up everything about Zack Snyder is when uh, there's in Batman v Superman, uh, someone asked him the question about oh. There's a character in there who's part of Lois Lane's entourage. She turns out to be like a CIA agent uh, who is turns out is revealed to be Jimmy Olsen. Uh, and I think what they were asking is like, you you introduced this major character in a... Um, okay. I'm going to continue to talk while you do that, okay? I just... <laughs> That introduced this, you know, major character in Jimmy Olsen uh, in Batman v Superman only to almost immediately kill him off, brutally murder him in that scene. And when you were asked about it by a reporter, your answer was, as far as including that character in that scene, was... That was just an oh, that was a nod to the fans. So your nod to the fans of the Superman comic books and the Superman mythos, your nod to the fans. I can't believe he used this phrase. It was just like, yeah, that was just an acknowledgement, you know, a little Easter egg for the fans. I was just like, so you're you're I keep repeating it, but it's just, it makes me so infuriated. Uh, Your nod to the fans of the comic books is to take the character in the comic books who is perpetually portrayed as Clark Kent's best friend at the Daily Planet. He is a major character. He's like Clark Kent's only friend. When he's in Metropolis, who isn't Lois Lane. And your nod to the fans is to have him show up in the movie for five minutes and then brutally murder him. It's like, that really sums up everything you need to know about Zack Snyder. <laughs> like, yeah, and, you know, the character is depressing. You know, yeah. That's the worst thing. I mean, 
I've been watching a lot of the DC animated films. So am I. And, you know, they get Superman. Superman, you've... There's like four. There are like four. There may be like four or five different versions of his origin story, uh, in those DC animated movies, and almost all of them are pretty great. Like you have Superman, uh, All Star Superman, that one in there is great. Uh, they recently did like the New Fifty Two origin. They had another. They had one really recently. That came out last. It's a parasite or something like that. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. I, they where I they retell they retell his origin story again. And they make it work, I mean, and it's because they just they Superman, understand. Listen, I get it. Superman is boring. Yeah. Zack Snyder wanted to bedazzle the character. Sure. You know, to energize him, to make him edgy. I don't mind. What I liked about Madden. And Steel, I don't completely bl- blame Zack Snyder for that either. I also. Give a lot of shit to David Goyer for that too, uh, like it, I'm just looking at his track record now, and it's like, oh, David Goyer might not actually be that great of a writer. I mean, he's had some; he's been associated with really sure. good movies. Um, but I forgot what I was about to say. Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't get Superman. I mean, I yes, I get it. Superman is a character that needed like. Uh, re-energizing and sure. that's what I lo- loved about like the first hour and a half of Man of Steel I didn't yes. mind that I, I always wanted a Superman to unleash his power on someone else yeah. fight them beat, beat them up that was awesome Superman against a horde of Kryptonians and actually having to not pull his punches that's what I've always wanted but at the end of the day you need to not abandon his core principles yeah. You, he's a hero who finds another way and not just snap a guy's neck. That was laziness on yeah. the part of Zach. And also, and also, like... Lack of imagination. It's, it's like, if he's gonna do that, it just, it didn't feel... I feel like that's something that, like, that's... N- that's not something that he, that like I think that like it's like they try and make make it like oh that's a really difficult decision for you know Superman in that scene and then it, it like cost him like but it it doesn't like we don't see that I think they there's definitely an attempt there to make it seem like that's what's happening like oh he didn't have a choice and it it really deeply pains him that he had to do that it's like well mm, you wrote him in that position yeah and. You wrote him into a corner, and then and then you had him yell, uh, which is something he does, yelling no or something like that, like one too many times in that movie. I, I I'm sure Henry Cavill is a great actor, but he's Zach not. Snyder but that's fine. Made me hate him. Uh, no, he, he he's not a great actor, but he, that's yeah. He, he made me hate his portrayal of, um, although he's also pretty wooden in, um, The Witcher. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. But that. But here's the thing, it works for The Witcher. Like it works for that character, Superman. There is again, it comes down to joy. There is a joy and a hope in both Clark Kent and Superman as a character. Uh there's even a kind of weird like cheekiness a little bit you see this a little bit more in the 
the uh, the animated versions, especially the New Fifty Two Superman. Well, that's their take at you know trying to you know modernize the yeah. character, and I mean I don't mind that. I thought that would be a like when I first when he first started doing it, I was a little apprehensive in like the New Fifty Two movies, especially like Justice League War, which is essentially the Jack Snyder Justice League except done well. Uh, if you look at that, like the the plot moments in that, and even some of the like scene for scene, some of that are the exact same scenes that are in the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. It's just the character movement moments are better, so it's a better movie. It's and it's not like I said, it's not just because it's animated. It's because the character moments are done better. It's, as I said, Zack Snyder focuses on spectacle. And yeah, what are cool action sequences? And also, you have one character. Who you have one major DC character who's absent from Justice League because you fucked up his solo movie, so you couldn't have him in Justice League. Well, we have a preview of that, but that's not his fault. Yeah, that's uh, John's fault. Yeah. Uh, although I'm interested to see what the HBO series is going to be like. I mean, um, I have to admit, HBO knows their shit. Yeah. I mean, it's and also I mean, that's like better su- that's I, better I, I suited had, that's better suited for a series even though it's going to have to a ridiculous a, a ridiculous of the bad taste the movie left in my mouth but you know what? when you have a company that knows how to make TV shows or movies uh, be responsible for hiring smart people who are capable of making TV shows and movies the product is pretty good well you know? well well you have both examples of that in a good way and bad way for the Netflix stuff uh I think if HBO, if they get the right person to run that show, it'll work. Uh, budget wise, it's gonna budget wise is gonna be a problem for that show because that's a giant budget for that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I mean, look at what they did with Watchmen. Sure. I yeah. As I told you, I had no expectation of yeah. going to watch. That. Me either. And I and that show is fucking amazing. Yeah, that fucking the show is um, fucking great. So I mean, it's just a matter of like getting people who knows characters, who knows how to write stories, um, and not just lean in on fucking Jeff Johns. But but there's also Sorry, but there's also I, I'm yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um he's but, been but overused by but, Warner Brothers. But what I uh it's also because he's like the head one of the head people at DC, unfortunately. Um but uh so d- just to do a comparison, like Justice League War, the animated one, like moments that make that work uh, the fact that the Flash are already established as and Green Lantern are friends and they have an established relationship and that they crack they're already cracking jokes on each other. Yeah, but like, you have to give the medium some leeway. It's just easier to do that. It is. That it is. And plus it's going under the assumption that we already knew know these characters. They've been a slew of movies on the Flash and Wonder Woman yes. and other characters. Well they already had a uh in the later DC animated movies, they make references to Flashpoint, which was a DC movie. That, like, there's actually a continuity there in the animated movies that you don't have in the live action movies, where they can refer to stuff, and you can have a relationship between the Flash and Green Lantern because even putting the comic books aside, even in the animated films, there have been you've had a Green Lantern movie, movie you've had a Flash. Uh, a flash movie where you've established a relationship between those characters. Uh, and also just like, like I said, it's, I yes, I do give some credit to the medium of animation that a lot of that stuff is easier to do. 
but it doesn't change writing and it doesn't change well, the the problem is once again yeah he's Zack Snyder yeah he's not known like there's for a gr- there's a great he's just not known for it like i would have loved uh And again, like I think, yeah, Zack Snyder would have probably fucked this up. But a scene like they have in Justice League War where, you know, Batman first encounter, like they have the Batman scene that is also in the Zack Snyder Justice League where he, he uh, encounters a parademon. Uh, and that scene in the animated movie is interrupted by Green Lantern. And then Green Lantern has this whole sequence of things where he's just like, they're going chasing after the parademon, and he's just like, "This is so. What are you gonna do?" It's just like, "This is like super, like super strength." It's just like, "Are you gonna blah blah?" And he like lists all these things, and he goes, "Wait a minute, are you just a guy in a bat suit?" And Batman turns and just goes, "That is literally <laughs> what happened in the comics in the New Fifty Two. I mean, that is like panel for panel what happened in the yeah. comics. But I think where Warner Brothers struggle is how do you translate that into the big screen you can't just you know that works in a in a animation or like a i don't know maybe a tv show but when it comes to the big screen yeah the expectations and the standards are way higher you they can't are just go in i mean and they're playing catch-up you know yeah. marvel took their time character by character yeah. before they assemble it, assemble them how does warner brothers go about doing this I have no fucking clue. I'm yeah. not a I'm not a movie. I mean there 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 So there are a couple we get a little bit of that, I will say. Uh two of the best scenes in Justice League and controversy acknowledged now we now we have to fucking say that about Joss. God damn it. I can almost guarantee they are Joss lines slash Joss scenes in Justice League. Two of the best scenes are uh, best lines are when they're all fighting about bringing Superman back, uh, and then I forget what exact cy- what exactly Cyborg says, and he just goes, he goes, oh, we're just gonna do this. It was just like I figured it out while you were busy being a dick <laughs> to Batman, and I was just like, that's all you need. That maybe more of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you, and if, and, you and every and shoehorn these characters. Because yeah, and I'm every sorry, and no one knows Cyborg. No, yeah, he's a black character, but yeah. no one knows Cyborg yeah. outside and, of the hardcore nerds. And and every scene with Jason Momoa in that, like especially the scene where he makes that whole speech and then like Eddie, just the way he just like he describes every character and it is just like it was like and you you're just like the water you're powerful and blah and he just just makes like a ooh. <laughs> And then he realized he's sitting on the lasso of truth. Yeah. Like I was just like, yeah, see, that's. But, but he's the are, one character. But those are just isolated moments. Yeah. How can you translate that with an entire movie? And you just can't. You can't. When yeah. You are shoehorning actors who've never interacted with each other in sure. this movie franchise. Characters who've never interacted with each other. You have an audience who don't know squat about these characters. Yeah. They know ideas. They know examples of them. But they were never shoehorned. We don't know if Aquaman is supposed to be some cool surfer bro, bro dude. You know, I mean, it's 
I, I get it. You know, they, they're tr- trying to play catch up, but yeah. I'm just hoping that maybe Flashpoint is able to be the starting point to yeah. ignite everything. It's that not. Is, it's not because Ezra, be Ezra Miller. Ezra flash. Miller has has his own problems now, because all of them have like these. It's just. Uh, but I will say also the 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 weakest point of Justice League War, the animated thing, is also Cyborg because it's just like he, he, Cyborg sucks as a character. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have his action figure, but it's mostly because I felt obligated as a black. Um, a Cyborg action. Here's figure. the thing. I don't care for that. Character. He works. He's a lame Iron Man. Slash cyborg Superman. So he, in later things in the Justice League, he works because of what his role becomes in the Justice League. He doesn't work early on. Uh, what he works much better as is, and this is not just because the Teen Titans animated series was like, that's also what has defined that character for a whole bunch of people is who he is in that show, which is very like I mean everyone on that show is like kind of exaggerated but he's way exaggerated like as a character but like he works better as a teen titan than he works as a member of the justice he's league never was supposed to I mean yeah if you want to have a minority character in the justice league in the preeminent justice league I mean it's fucking Jon Stewart yeah it's only Jon Stewart yeah Vixen great you know, but she does not have the cachet of a storm and other characters. No, who is a? I mean, she's just like another character that's so. So so in. so yeah. You the problem is the the, the only Stewart is that character. the John Stewart Green Lantern is the only person you can put in that position because everyone else you're trying to take a C list character and make them an A list character. Uh it worked for Marvel, and it just takes individual movies for a secure but 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 I, i'm not just talking about the movies i'm just talking about in general uh you can do that but the problem like and they've tried to do that with other characters in young justice they do that with black lightning but in in young justice's defense that's over the course of three seasons uh and it's that whole third season it takes that whole first third season for them to develop black lightning as a character enough that it, it's you actually feel like yes he does deserve to be the person running the Justice League now, but that takes like ten episodes. You couldn't do that in a movie. You couldn't. I don't think you could do that in three movies. Like he's just a C list character. Well, you have to do too much work. Marvel is all C listers outside of Spider Man. Yeah, they, they've made billions of dollars, trillions of dollars off of their C-listers. No yeah. one give a shit about Iron Man yeah. until you had good writing and you had a good movie and you had yeah. a great uh, actor to portray that. I think... I think... I know Warner Brothers already got Wonder Woman, Batman, and, Super, and Superman. Those are characters we all know. They are the A-listers. They're the Trinity. But they need to either take the time to develop individual characters like Marvel did. Yeah. Or just not incl- introduce them, or introduce them in the movie series, and just focus on the Trinity or something. So, like so, that. so, or maybe do a fucking kingdom. We we have well, no, we've uh, so that movie. so the mistake we've kind of talked this to death, and if you could go back in time, here's what they should have done, DC. 
uh, and I've thought I've actually given some thought to this, and I've had different answers. It was like, oh, if you're going to take the established movies and reorder them, you would put like Suicide Squad first, so you could kind of establish like minor characters. They kept. I think it's actually their biggest mistake was that they didn't do what Marvel did. They went for the Trinity first. I think the character they should have done first was the BC members of the Justice League. The Flash should have been we the first movie. We don't have a Feige. We, we don't. DC yeah. Fans. yeah, DC. We don't have a Feige who is the mastermind. Like, even, even if. Yeah, this even, they even. We don't if, have a hungry DC Comics who is writing off of making movies that will keep the yeah. industry afloat. Marvel needed that shit to yeah. work. So it was like it was a confluence of like perfect things happening to make these movies successful. I think DC com DC Comics is hamstrung by the fact that it's owned by Warner Brothers. Sure. You know, they're not incentivized to making great quality movies. They're yeah. incentivized to making a movie that will get a lot of money. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I mean, yeah, I would love before we start doing a whatever flashpoint hire a not even not even a person not even flashpoint to be the lord of all so, of dc so, what, yeah properties. what i mean is the biggest mistake they keep making is they keep remaking superman and batman there's it's another amazing. there's another batman movie they're, coming they're, out they're we don't amazing. need another superman and bat there's just like if you want to establish a universe, fine. You're way behind Marvel. Yeah, like I mean, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. But it's it's just like do a Flash movie and make it really good. I mean, they did that with Wonder Woman. You know, they've got some good movies, regardless. But of that's still opinion. Trinity. That's still Trinity. Um, it's, it's it's a character that they could flesh out. You know, it's a character that they fleshed out. They've they have fucking Aquaman, but it's. They've got that character, you know. They just need to like have individual films. They don't, know? but but here's the thing. I mean, we disagree on this. Uh, they're gonna retcon Wonder Woman again, based on 1984, based on the critical response to that. Matter. They're gonna get spooked again. They're gonna retcon it. It doesn't matter. It's and instead in the of 80s, yeah, what you're gonna need to have Wonder Woman be is someone in uh, here on modern time. Who can interact with a Superman sure. and a Batman? So it really doesn't matter. It was just because it, it was set in the '80s allowed Patty Jenkins to be a little more creative sure. with this. So I don't think that it'll have an. I mean, they're not going to refer to the movie. Sure, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a new Cheetah, and you could have a new Cheetah without having to establish. Yeah. you know, it's pretty easy. Uh, her, um, the uh, Kristen Wiig's character. Uh, Chris and Wick's character. So Ar- I feel argue, that they actually, could... actually, now that I, because I, I'm, I completely forgot about a DC movie that completely worked. It was completely fun. You know what should have been the first movie that they could have put right up at the, the as the first film, but they were never going to do it. Shazam. That would have been a great intro to the, the DC extended is also universe. A great movie, you know, yeah. that worked out. I mean, they have individual successful films. Obviously, it's not a coincidence that these are films not done by Zack Snyder, you know. So, I mean, are they the greatest? No, but neither have the Ant-Man films. Well, well, they just that's have true. to be respectable. But, but, but here's the thing about Shazam, why I bring up Shazam, especially for me, because I'm just thinking about this now, is 
Shazam is making a Shazam movie work and having that be as fun as that movie was is the DC equivalent to Marvel starting with Iron Man. Is you take a character that's like, there's no way you can make a good movie out of that character. And to make a good movie out of that, it was like, you've made that work. Like, and they're using this as a spinoff for Black Adam, which I can't. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be like Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't care. It's going to be the. <laughs> I don't care. It's just going to be a rock. And there's a there's no explaining why he has muscles. It's it makes perfect sense. Um, so I mean, they they have good things going. Have a string of more successes of one-shot movies for their yeah. characters and then hopefully we have like a visionary director who could find a reason to bring these characters together i mean i would like for them to do a a flash i would definitely like to them to explore the green lantern yeah. universe um in some capacity because green lantern is very important um to this and to be honest you don't need to do another uh batman movie in the dcu batman is batman yeah, we're fine with that. You yeah, know. Um, any any reimagining of the character will easily be accepted. Well, that, that that again, it's one of those things where it's just like one of the smartest things they did. Even though they introduced him in Civil War in Spider Man, uh, the Spider Man movie, not far from home. But, oh God, my brain is starting to. We're gonna have to wind down. Homecoming. Homecoming. Didn't retell his origin. I mean, because we've done that to death. And we, to be we honest, know. they've been a, like a slew of Spider-Man reboots. We were yeah, yeah. Same with Batman. We know who Batman is. We know who Superman is. Don't... you. That's what I'm saying is take your C-list characters. You could have had a Justice League where you introduced Cyborg, The Flash, and Aquaman and then just had Superman, Batman, and possibly Wonder Woman, but especially Superman and Batman, just show up. And I think it it might have worked because we know who those characters are. Yeah, but you'd like to see them interact with those with those two heavy hitters. You know, you yeah. can't just have them show up. You want to also establish to the viewer that these other characters Yeah, and you could you could uh, establish you could kind of are the equal of Superman and Batman. You could establish that. I mean, if I mean, that's the argument that I made previously of like putting, you could have reordered the releasing of all these movies and put Suicide Squad first because then you have an allusion to Batman before Batman shows up. Like, we didn't have a gun, a James Gunn to yeah. write this. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I mean, Suicide Squad was, had great potential, but yeah. they didn't have someone at the helm to execute. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that new, I, I know very little about it, but there's just ju- just the cast and the characters that they've put in there. I'm just like, <laughs> He's a director who knows the material. Yeah. He knows the material. They're a joke. You know, but he's a joke. He also is a, a, a director who has proven, uh, I can make a group of characters work in a movie, in a movie that that has characters that should not work as a movie arguably guardians of the galaxy should not have worked as a movie <laughs> no i disagree i disagree i mean with what you based of from, based of who those based on who those characters were in the comic books before the preview same came thing out thing with iron man 
Same thing. Well, Thor was a problem until White Taika came on board. Yes. Um, it's just a matter of do you have uh, someone who could execute these characters? Yeah. You know, and for the longest time, Warner Brothers did not have that. Marvel yeah. and Disney were was the one who was poaching really great talent to make their yeah. movies really successful. Um, but so. also, I mean, if you want to make the argument about Marvel, there are uh, the two characters that they that they struggled with were Thor and Captain America because it took them. It took Captain America one movie. one movie to figure out what makes that character work. And what makes that character work is he has to have other no, characters to play I, off of. That was a throwaway. That movie was just to establish there's an Infinity Soul. That's all. Establish Captain America and the fact that there's an Infinity yeah. Soul. No, but, uh, but not, I mean... They, but I, I don't mean, think they were trying to make a good movie. I, I think they were trying to st- establish that character. But the problem, what they learned about Captain America is that Captain America works best when he's a man, when he, once he becomes the man out of time. When he's not the man out of time yet and he doesn't have those other superheroes to play off of, he's not a terribly interesting character. And this, the early movies were the, the great ways to experiment with him. Yeah. Thor is, Thor is similar. Thor didn't work. Yeah. Took two movies. Thor didn't work until Ty- until someone Taika figured out that oh, he works I best mean, when he's funny. Even though that's not his character, and I I know we're shitting on people who don't who don't respect the characters as well. But for the movie, it just needed to work because they needed to find a way to make him interesting. And yes, yeah, Taika just ignored who Thor is and just made him his own. You yeah. Know? Also, played to the the actual strengths of that of that actor, like he's actually like I think if based on like the other stuff, you, I think he actually likes being funny more than he likes being an action star. Yeah. So well, it's just I like if seen he extraction, I haven't seen that movie. It's um, it's fun. It's it's so it is it's it's a it's a cool action film. It does not play to his strengths. And his strengths what are. I mean, he doesn't take off his shirt. There's that, but 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 look, he's not a great actor, but he's one of his strengths is he's actually good at being funny. So play to him being funny. That's what makes Thor work. Is like that he's a little bit silly now. They've established through Taika that like he's a little bit silly. And it it took Taika to figure that out. Yeah, you know, to make that work. But, I mean, the whole point is there is, like, if it's, like, an all-star team, one East versus West, clearly Marvel has all of the hitters. And, you know, Warner Brothers do not want to, not in terms of characters, but in terms of people who can make these characters uh, translate well into the big screen. Do you know what is, even though they don't have an established universe, like Marvel and DC, you know who's the company that keeps sneaking things in? I think that's going to start coming up again and again. It's going to be image because they're, they're pretty, they're far behind like Marvel and DC, but they are the number three company. Well, because image has a lot of, I mean, they're not trying to do what Marvel is doing. I yeah. Mean, they understand that. I mean, in fact, and, and image, is, image is not connected. Image, image doesn't have a cohesive universe. It's just no. Like, 
who's which art which creator has a good story and a lot of hollywood loves the stories that are coming out of yeah because they're not wound down by precedence history yeah. of trying to have characters uh be shoehorned into some sort of mold yeah which creators can do whatever the fuck they want and i mean from what you've been seeing and what people have been saying about invincible can't wait to see what they're able to and yeah. that is an image pro- property right well yes uh so, I and I, I think it's uh, image hasn't because they don't have a cohesive and the boys because of, boys is image right yeah uh, well no actually the boys I think is boom boom um, image I don't think as a as a company only because they don't have a cohesive universe maybe haven't been promoting this as much but Invincible uh one of the biggest shows on television of, of possibly now all time is in, was an image comics book. Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, but they've been promoted. They've been promoting that a lot. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you associate Walking Dead with um, Comic Con. I mean, every year, especially New York Comic Con, there's something Walking Dead related. Yeah. I mean, that is their one thing because that's been on for God knows how long. Um, I think Image is just waiting for more things to. I also think that what I also appreciate is there's a bunch of stuff that's being adapted into shows that is based on graphic novels or based on comic book series that people, I forgot that the, even though they said it was based on a graphic novel, the old guard, I forgot that was a comic book. I mean, that's, I mean, what Hollywood is realizing is that there's stories beyond Marvel and DC. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about getting the right actor or actress to play this, whatever ideal that you have. Sure. Find a story and make a movie out of that, mm-hmm. you know, and some, and sometimes you don't have to be married to the source material. Yeah, it's just the great, great ideas, great stories are well, able there, to be there, translated. Well, there, there, there is, there is a couple of books that I know. There's one in particular. Image has one right now, super ridiculously popular comic book that there have been talks. Uh, to adapt to maybe adapt into a movie and people have talked about it and I think I think even the writer creator it is an image yeah okay. well Millerverse Miller all of Miller's stuff has been adapted okay. uh, basically Netflix bought uh like yeah they're Netflix I think is a and prime and Amazon between the two of them have bought a bunch of stuff off of all of Mac, Mark Miller's uh properties but uh saga uh, and and Brian K. Vaughan has flat out said, nope. <laughs> I like you can try. I don't think you could adapt this. That that would be you would need star Disney Star Wars level mon- money it's, to make an adapt adaptation to Saga. Based on him, it's definitely why the last man. And I know that's been, yeah. that that story has been in the works on trying to adapt that to the big to um, TV show. Um, but yeah, there are like a lot of creators, you know, are able to have a lot of ideas and I'm glad that Hollywood is realizing, yeah. that, you know, and giving them a shot. And, uh, and also that uh, I think people are realizing that, 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 that comic books aren't just superhero comics. Yeah. Uh, and Hollywood has very little ideas yep. <laughs> remaining. So go to people who are forced to create 
new things for a living. Yeah. You know, and make compelling stories. And, that get and one of the, one of the smart things they've been doing with, uh, adapted comic books, especially for TV series is that the original creators, especially the writers are heavily involved in the actual writing and creating of the shows. Like Robert Kirkman is still pretty heavily involved in, in Walking Dead, the TV, the television That's show. His baby, there's no way that they're gonna not include him in all of this. Uh, I don't know what Garth Ennis's r- roles were when it comes to the preacher or the boys. Um, it's more involved. I had heard he was more involved with the boys than he was with preacher. Uh, I mean, even though they, cha- I've now read pretty far through the comic books. Uh, they changed a lot. For the boys, or no, for for uh, Deadly Class. Oh. That being said, Rick Remender was heavily involved. <laughs> he mean, like wrote episodes show. of it that was show. A great like show. sci-fi yeah. just never gave it a shot. Yeah, you know? uh, I am show. now in uh, trade number six. I think there are nine trades of that, and it's. So I originally said, if you love the show, you'll love the book. I don't know if you'll love the book. The book is so much darker. <laughs> I, I mean, when it comes to comics, I mean, I normally stick to um, DC properties, um, but I'm definitely a huge fan of checking out some of these ideas and yeah. seeing them translate, hopefully well, yeah. on TV or in movies. I, I mean, honestly, I've said this before, but basically just anything that Brian Kevon has touched is good. <laughs> Well, well, we don't know if that if it'll work because we have yet to see it translate into actual. No, I just mean com- I just mean comic books. Oh yeah. Okay. And and the other thing is, uh, if you're gonna adapt it into television, uh, have him involved. He he's written for TV. Yeah. We know he's written for TV. He's written for argue what a lot of people argue was great sci-fi TV. Lost. Yeah. So it's just like he knows what he's doing. I mean, that was one property. Let's not, you know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one thing to have great ideas that work in the books. It's sure to see it translate well sure. in TV. I mean, so far they've been a string of success. We don't know how these creators are going to be making these TV shows and movies. Sure. I mean, Invincible makes sense as an animated yeah. show. That's great. When I heard about that, I, I heard rumors they were going to try and do a live action. I was like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so, not, when I saw it was animated, I was like, oh, that's, that's perfect. So we'll okay. See. We'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's promising things afoot mm-hmm. um, TV-wise, at least for the next few months. Yeah. I'm, and the curiosity of Justice League. Sure. Just, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. I'll put it on. I'll put. I'll watch like it in half hour increments while I'm doing other stuff, like working out. <laughs> All right, I think we're we are we are at right. we are at like three hours now. Goodbye. My, <laughs> Goodbye. my brain is yeah. up right now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>